anybody feel God here this morning? I'll tell you what, God wants to make his presence known. And you know, one of the, one of the quickest and easiest ways for us to come into the presence of God is through song and music. And I think this morning, that was a beautiful song service. Because, I mean, it was songs in there. They speak to me. And I was thinking as they were singing, the whole lot has to do with my message. You know, we talk about the promises of God, standing on the promises of God. You know, God on the mountain is still God in the valley. He does not change. Matter of fact, I've got a scripture here I'm going to read here in just a second where God says, I do not change. So we're looking this morning, God's love, His mercy, His grace, His protection, and all of this He does because He loves us. He does it because he loves us. I don't know if you've looked at your or anything, but if you title of my message, our battles are not ours, but God's. Too many times we try to fight these battles, and God says, these battles are mine. And we don't want to give them to God. Oh, God, I can handle it. And God's shaking his head and says, no, you can't. But I can. And we're going to look at a story this morning about a godly king that was having a lot of trouble going on. But he knew, he knew what to do. Notice I said he was a godly king. He wasn't like a lot of the kings Israel had. This king loved the Lord with all of his heart. And uh, I'm going to be in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And we're going to read about God's protection on his people. And God is still watching and protecting his people, his church today. He has not changed. He has not quit watching and protecting us. You know, like King Jehoshaphat, we need to put our faith and our trust in God. This was the only solution that King Jehoshaphat could come up with of what was fixing to take place in in Judea. And uh, he knew that he could call upon God and God would hear him and that God would answer him. And even today, like I said a while ago, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, God says, For I am the Lord and I change not. What God did yesterday, he's still doing today. He does not change. His love does not change. If anything, God's love grows stronger and stronger for his people. When we come to God in love, when we come to God and ask for forgiveness, God's immediately there to accept our prayer. And uh, this here, and what I want, like I said, I want, I want to look at God's protection over his people. Uh, during the time of King Jehoshaphat, there were several nations and armies that began to invade Judah. 
being greatly outnumbered, Jehoshaphat, who was a godly king, called... Now, listen to how, how he started out handling this. I think is missing out. He said that he called for a nationwide fast. You know, we, we got, how many of us fast anymore? When we fast, that's like a sacrifice that we're giving up something for God to show Him that we love Him and that we're, that we're willing to give up something to have Him to come into our presence. And it says that He called for a nation, a prayer. He said for a fasting and a nationwide prayer to seek guidance from God. This is what the king asked for these people to do, to go on a fast, to pray, and pray for what is fixing to happen. That all these armies, there was three different armies that was coming against a very small area of Judah and Jerusalem. And uh, the king let out the prayer. I want to read what the king prayed. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, this is King Jehoshaphat. He's praying to God. He says, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no might against this great army that comes against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. He says, Lord, we don't know what to do, but we're watching you. Our eyes are on you. You lead us. You guide us. Lord, we'll follow you. How many of y'all have ever prayed that? Lord, you lead me and guide me. I will follow you. Sometimes we, we, we get a little kind of scared to pray something like that because we don't know where God's going to take us. But you can bet where he takes you is going to be the right place. He's going to take you where you need to be. And sometimes I'll be down there in my office and, I stu and studying and going on like that and I start praying. And sometimes I get lost with God. I'll either sit there, and I don't think I'm down there very long praying. And I'll look around at a clock, I might have been there for an hour. And it didn't seem like it. I was just, I was in a moment of time with God. Spending time talking to Him, Him listening, me listening to Him. And I tell you, that is a sweet moment. That is a sweet moment when you can feel the presence of God and he, you know he's right there with you. <clears throat> but you know, the king knew he had to come up with something to do. He was Judah's appointed leader and he was responsible for the safety of Jerusalem. <laughs> and King Jehovah, king Jehovah had a plan. And believe me, this was a great plan. He was to place the fate of the entire nation in God's hands. He said, God, I can't do this. Lord, I'm not strong enough. We don't have enough army. Lord, I put this nation in your hands. Lord, we're calling up on you. We're putting our faith. We're putting our trust. Lord, we're standing on your promises. And that's what we need to do. We need to stand on the promises of God. Have you ever just opened up your Bible and read the promises of God and what He's promised you? How many of us have done that? And then claim those promises. They're there for us to claim. And many of us don't even know what God's promised us. But many people would see this as a weakness. 
They would see it as, as a weakness, saying, well, you're everything over. Can't you handle it yourself? How many of y'all have tried to handle things for yourself and you couldn't do it, but the moment you turned it over to God, things happened? Well, that's what King Jehoshaphat was doing. He wasn't a weak king. Matter of fact, he had a, he took, you know, he took a lot of courage to realize he was powerless against these nations that were coming against him. He didn't have that power. He knew he didn't have that power. And for his country's sake, he said, God, I can't do this. Lord, I'm turning it over to you. And that was the greatest thing that Jehoshaphat could do. Many people, you know, like I said, they, they, they would count that as a weakness. But, but, but God counted it as great strength in our part of trusting him. You know, God heard and he answered King Jehoshaphat's prayer. There was a guy named Jehaziel. He was a, he was a Levite. Now, your Levite people were priests. And God talked to Jehaziel. And he told him, said, Jehaziel, I want you to go to the king and I want you to tell him what I just told you. Here in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 14 through 15, this is what God told Jehaziel. He said, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, and he said to the king, Hearken, O king, or listen up. I got something I need to tell you. All and all who live in Judea and Jerusalem. Y'all listen to what I'm fixing to say because this is very important. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this great army. For the battle is not yours but God's. God says this battle will be mine. I will take this battle for you to put your faith and your trust in me and I will take care of you. You're my people. I love you. And for your, and this is my promise to you. I will fight this battle for you. And uh, sometimes, you know, knowing that our battles are not all our own, that should be a comfort to us, knowing that, that, that God is still fighting battles for us. It's just like he said over in Malachi, for I am the Lord God, I change not. We have to believe that, that he is still the same loving, merciful God today that he was then with his people. We're still his people. We're Christians. We belong to God. We are his. We have committed ourselves to follow him, to walk with him, to trust him. And are we doing it? Well, Judah had to do this or perish. They knew this. And uh, But when we know that our battles belong to God, this should really be a great comfort to us. Knowing, hey, I'm not having to go through this alone. I've got a more powerful, mighty God that's on my side, that's hearing my prayers, he's watching over me, and he's going to take care of me. And, and sometimes we face trials and battles which seem much bigger than anything that we can handle. Anybody ever been there? You ever gone through something that I can't handle this? This is too big for me. I need help. You've got him. He's in heaven, and he's listening to every word that you say. He knows what's going on in your life. This is not a strange happening for God. But you know, there was going to be more to this battle 
than it sounded like. Because it was going to take faith and it was going to take trust in God for this to happen. They was going to have faith and their trust in God. Not doubt God, not doubt that he wouldn't fight their battle, knowing that he was walking with them, that he was there for them. You know, God, now listen, God did not tell Jehoshaphat just to go sit in his tent while this battle was going on. Not the battle wasn't going to be Jehoshaphat, but there was something that Jehoshaphat was going to have to do. There's things we have to do. Now let, let, listen to me. God gave specific instructions to, to King Jehoshaphat to go out in the confidence of God's promise that I will fight this battle. Know that I'm fighting it, but you're going to have to go out there and you're going to have to stand with your people. You're going to stand before the enemy and you're going to show them that you're trusting in me and not, just, not yourself. Now, that sounds pretty strange, doesn't it? That they're going to have to go out. They're not going to fight, but they're going to go out and stand before a mighty, mighty army and that army is going to see them standing there. Maybe they're standing there with their arms folded. We are trusting God to take care of this. And this, this, this three armies are going to have a, they're going to have it be in for a great surprise when this thing happens. Uh, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 16 through 17, this is God now telling Jehoshaphat what they are going to have to do. You're not just going to go sit in your tent while this goes on. You're going to be involved in this, but you're not going to be fighting, but you're going to be involved. He's telling them, God is saying, tomorrow, go down against them, the armies, the enemy. Behold, now God's going to even tell them from where they're coming from, where they're going to be. He says, behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook. He's even telling them, where they're going to be. Right before the wilderness or the valley of Jezreel. This battle is going to take place in a valley. It's going to take place in a valley. In the valley of Jezreel. And then you hear in verse 17, and God explains something else to him. He says, You shall not need to fight in this battle. He says, set yourselves. Stand still. Run. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You watch what God is going to do. You stand there and you be a witness. Know that God is with you. And O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not. God's already telling them, fear not what you're going to see. Or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. The Lord's going to be right there. You know, in our life, we'll go through many battles ourselves. And so, some of you in here right now are facing overwhelming battles. You're facing things that you're coming against right now. And the Lord God says, call upon me, and I'll fight this battle for you. I don't know what you're going through. Some of you, I do. 
And some of you, I just, I know that you're going through things. We all go through things. But God says, put your trust, put your faith in me, call upon me, trust in me, and I will fight this battle for you. I will take care of you. That's what he was telling, Jude, that's what he was telling Judah here. Trust me, I will be with you. But you know, sometimes the battles we encounter or we go through in our Christian walk, God's got a purpose for sometimes some of the things we go through. You mean God's got a purpose for me to go through a tough time? Yeah, he really does. Sometimes the purpose for our battle is for us to understand that we need to trust in God. We need to trust in God. We, don't, we can't trust in ourselves. We need to trust in God, the almighty, the all-powerful, the all-willing, the all-knowing, the omniscient God. He knows everything. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. He knows where to place us in this life to protect us. Sometimes the purpose of our battle is, like I said, to know that we need to trust in God. Look what Jesus Christ said in John 15, 5. He's talking to us too today. He's saying, apart from me, you can do nothing. If we don't have Christ in our life, we can't do anything. We're weak. We're helpless. But when you've got the power of Christ in your life, when you've got that power of prayer, that power of faith, that power of trust, there is nothing that can defeat you. Nothing. I don't care if it's sickness. I don't care if it's finances. I don't care what it is. When you've got God on your side, you have already won. And that's one thing here. We're going to see whenever Judah goes out, they're already claiming victory. They're already showing their faith and their trust in God before anything ever happens. And that's what we need to do. When we find things coming against us, we need to pray. And we need to start saying, Lord, I thank you that you've heard my prayer. Lord, I thank you that you're meeting my need right now. Show your faith. Thank God. Give him praise before you even see it happen. Before you even see it. But you know it's going to happen. Like I said, before we go, we need to realize that in our own strength and our own power, there are so many things that we can't do. The real battle is learning to trust God for our victory. It's learning to trust God. You know, you, I can come stand up here all day and tell you, you need to trust God. You need to trust God. You need in your own self knowing I can trust my God. He's with me every day. He promised me he'd never leave me. He would never forsake me. He would always be with me. I will never be by myself. I'll never be alone. For my Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me, guiding me, and I put my trust and my faith in him. See, you're showing God. God, no, I don't understand everything, but I, but I know you do. I know you understand. I know you know what's happening. I know that you know what's going on. But actually learning to trust God and believe God, that can be your real victory right there. That can be your victory right there, learning to trust God.
Not just, well, I, maybe I can trust. No, it's I know, I know without a doubt that I can trust my God. When he tells me something, that's all I got to do is believe it. Say, Lord, this is what you said. I stand on it. I believe it. So be it. Or you can say amen. You know that's what amen means is so be it. When we after, after we make a prayer, we say amen, what are you saying? You say, after you pray, you say, God, so be it. That's what we need to tell God. God, this is your word. You've spoken it. So be it. I stand on that. That, that, that. Say in the book of Luke, when Jesus Christ was going to come as a child, Mary had to do something. She had to stand in faith. You know what she said? After, after the angel told her all was going to happen, that she was going to have a baby, going to be the Son of God, I mean, that pretty well shocked her. So be it what you have spoken. So be it. And at that very moment when she agreed with the angel and said, so be it, Mary became pregnant with the Lord Jesus Christ because of her faith and her saying, so be it, I believe it, I stand on it, I accept it. That's just like here. Now, I've got Proverbs 3, Five and six. We, we say this a lot. I changed it up just a little bit. I hadn't changed the meaning. As I was doing this, I had to come to my mind. And I want to read it to you. Learning to trust God, like I said a while ago, that's our real victory. Here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, When we trust in God with all our heart and seek His presence in our life and not lean to our own understanding about things that He does, but we acknowledge He is God and He is in control. Then He will guide us, He will tell us what to do, and He will lead us down the right path. I changed it up just a little bit, not much. Love the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge God in all ways and He will guide your paths. That's what it actually says. But when we, it's saying here to trust in God. Even though we don't understand. You know, God said we would never understand everything that He did. We're, we're flesh. We're human. We do not have that knowledge of God. He says, Trust me. When I give you a word, count on it. Trust it. Believe it. And it shall be. It shall happen. So I'm going to show you here, when we trust God, how he can defeat an enemy. I want to show you right here how God defeated three large, huge armies. And Israel never had to raise her hand. Get it all. And it's kind of... What does the Bible say? Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible for God. We just believe. We have to trust. Have faith. And that's what God's looking for. But here in 2 Chronicles 20, 21 through 22, this is how God defeated these three huge armies. And when he, the king, had talked with the people, he appointed, listen to this, he appointed singers or he appointed praisers. 
unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of His holiness as they went out before the army. They were singing and praising God as they was marching toward the enemy. God said, do not be frightened, do not be afraid, I'm with you. Can you imagine singing praises and giving God worship as you're marching out toward a huge, huge army, an enemy? They were showing their faith in God. They were praising God and Him. Thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do. We don't know, but we're thanking you right now because we know you're going to do it because you said you would. And listen to what they're saying. Praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. These praisers and singers were saying that as they were marching out. This enemy was hearing them sing these songs. And now, can you imagine what's with these people? We're fixing to attack them. We're fixing to annihilate them. And they're singing praises. What is the deal here? Here in verse 22 it says, And when they began to sing and to praise God, the Lord set ambushes against the children or against the armies of, of, of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Mount Seir is, is simply the Syrians, which came against Judah, and they were smitten. The Lord set an ambush. It says they were smitten. In my most, in my notes in my Bible, it said that smitten means that they smote one another. They killed each other. God, God confused them and they began to fight each other out. The army of Israel had absolutely nothing but stand there and have faith and trust in God. God took care of the rest of it. He confused the enemy and they began to fight among themselves. They began to fight among themselves and they annihilated each other. They said there was not one standing. Israel never had to fight anybody. All they had to have faith and believe in God. That's what God is telling us today. We just need to have faith, believe in Him, trust in Him, and then get back out of the way and watch what God does. That's what He told Israel. Y'all move back, get out of my way, and stand and watch the salvation of what your God does today. Watch it. You're going to see how faithful I am. You're going to see that when things come against you, how you can trust me. How many of us, when we have things go wrong in our life, feel like we can really trust God to take care of it? You know, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard for me to understand that the people that don't pray. Oh, you hear them say it now. Well, I've tried everything else. I guess I'll have to pray now. And like I said, that should be the very first thing we do. Not the last. Come to God in faith, trusting in Him, asking Him for the help that you need. He knows you need the help, but He just but He's our Heavenly Father. He's just Father. If something was going on my daughter, I would want her to come to me and tell me, Dad. I need your help. I need your help. That's all she'd have to say. I need your help. And I think that's all we got to say to God because God knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you need and He has the resources to meet your needs. Just like He had the resources right there to meet Israel's needs. When He confused that army, they fought among themselves. He protected his people. He 
protecting his people today. He's still watching over his church. He's still watching over you. It's like I said, you know, there's so many people I've seen the hand of God reach down and touch because of prayer, faith, and believing in what God said he'll do, he'll do. We just have to have that faith. And that's what God wants. That's what God is looking for. You know, every day we need to follow God and let the and and let the enemy and not let the enemy discourage us. You know, we've got an enemy out there that's gonna come against you and he's gonna to try to discourage you, he's gonna to try to turn you away from God, he's gonna sit there and lie to you, he's gonna tell you everything but the truth. But Satan. For the truth is not in Satan. He cannot tell you the truth. Jesus said, For he is the father of all lies. In other words, everything that Satan says is, is totally against what Jesus and what God is saying. He is saying what he wants you to believe, not what God wants you to believe. So when you start hearing negative things or words that doesn't line up with what God has said, rebuke it, destroy it, get rid of them, and don't listen. Because that's, not, that's the enemy. That's not God. God will never contradict his own word. He won't contradict it. He has spoken that word, and that word still stands fast and true today. You can look back in your Bible, and you say, Lord, you say I can stand upon your promises if I have faith and I don't doubt. Lord, I can have healing. I can have my financial needs met. Lord, I can have all things through you. Lord, I can do all things through you. Put your faith and your trust in God. Just like King Jehoshaphat, he put his trust, he put his faith in God, he turned it all because he knew he couldn't do it. He knew he couldn't do it. God knew he couldn't do it. But he saw his faith and he saw his trust. He said, Jehoshaphat, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm going to protect you. They will not even come in to your town or your city. They will not enter your city. They will not come against you. I'll take care of it before they ever get there. And he did. He took care of it in the valley of Jezreel. That's where that battle was. And it said that after the battle, all the bodies laying out there, it said that the Israelites went down there. And, and I, I don't understand it. They had so much gold and silver and, and valuables on them, brought them into war, that for three days, the people took their valuables. Took three days to gather up all the gold, the silver, and everything that they brought into that battle, they had it with them. That's why that if they left it back, somebody would steal it. So they brought it with them. Gave it to the Israelites. They said it took three days for the Israelites to gather up everything that they had. See, God blessed them again. That's the business God's in. God's in the blessing business. We just have to receive them. We have to receive them. If you're here today, I'm going to ask the band to come up. If you're here today and you've got things coming against you in your life, you've got a battle going on in your life, we've got altars up here that you can come down and you can pray. You can give this to God. I'll be glad to pray with you. I'll be glad to anoint you with oil and pray with you. 
I'll be, st I'll be glad to stand in agreement with you for what you're going through. That God will touch you in a mighty and a powerful way. Prayer is powerful. Whether you believe it or not, prayer is powerful. And this is a weapon that God has given His church. This is a weapon that God has given His people, and that's prayer. To come into His presence, call upon His name, and He will hear you. In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, it says, Call upon me, and I will show you and tell you great and mighty things that you did not know. Have you ever just sit down and talk to God and just talk? You got questions? You just got you want some answers. Lord, I come before you today. And I just don't want to talk. I just want to talk to you. I think he would love that. Not asking for anything, but just to be in his presence, visit with him, and talk to him. Thanking him for all that he has done and thanking him for all that he's going to do. God is not through with the church. And he wants to bless the church. So if you need to come to God and just talk with him, thank him, or maybe you've got a problem that you want to ask him about, we have the altar. Or if you just want a prayer, I'll be glad to pray with you, stand in agreement with you, that God will do what you need I'll ask the band to play. If you need something, please let God.